I really wish you could you could leave that hot take in there, but that's not gonna work. <laughs> no, I know I can't. I just wanted to say that. I thought you'd enjoy that. was pleasant. And if you're ready for a pleasant listening experience to make small talk about with hundreds of people in the Holly Springs metro area, welcome. We are the real bros of Holly Springs. I am Brandon Rhodes, joined by Joey Will. What's up, man? Ready for an hour even better than awkward small talk? I'm, I'm truly excited for today, not just because I get to spend it with you, but I'm ready for some sunshine to be brought to our, our lives on this podcast with our uh, our guests coming on later today. So I'm tr- uh, truly excited about um, the podcast, and I can't wait for you to uh, recap the draft uh, yeah. from from Monday. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a couple minutes. But I just want to make sure the guests know we're not actually having sunshine on as our guest again today. It's just kind of a, a different type of sunshine around the school that we're having on. Oh yeah, it's not it's not sunshine the student. It's uh, a specific person that brings sunshine to to everyone that she interacts with. Exactly. Uh, as a reminder, if you want to reach us, make sure to hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at marketing underscore hshs. Mailbag questions, dating advice, anything you'd like to see. Uh, also, our Instagram page is a great place to find both bonus content. You can reach us via email broads4 and jwill, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts where we currently have a five-star rating, as well as Spotify. And now that we've reached such a wide audience, I actually need to start being careful about what I say during podcasts. Our listenership has now grown to include my mother-in-law. So the hundreds of subtle digs I take both at her and Claire each episode are going to have to stop. Yeah, I, I definitely don't have that, that same issue. Uh, so when you do come up with something, maybe that might be offensive towards other individuals, I'm not going to stop you, but Maybe they'll they'll email you and, and get you to stop some of the things that you're saying. But go for it, man. Do do what uh, makes you feel feel good. Yeah, what makes me feel good is saying whatever I want to say and not worrying about the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> like like me too. Yeah, I don't I don't really have anybody to tell me uh, any any different. So let's do it. Exactly. So looking back at Monday's episode, before we get to your beloved draft, I think the best viewer feedback we got was from Amber Coolasingham possibly of some relation to one of our guests. She wrote to us, Dear Bros, first of all, I really appreciate her saying Dear Bros. Uh, On a recent episode of your groundbreaking podcast, one of your guests may have disparaged AP literature. I'm sure he meant no harm, but keep in mind that he also eats Pop-Tarts raw and two at a time like he thinks they're a sandwich. AP Lit is an excellent course. You don't see Sir Patrick Stewart on Twitter every night during the pandemic reading aloud about Keynesian economics or mercantilism, or even about the 37th element on the periodic table. No. When we need to be uplifted or depressed, terrified, or generally shocked by six violent deaths at the end of a tragic play, we turn to literature. Sincerely, Amber Coolasingham, Sam's mom, Wake County Public School System, AP Lit Teacher. It's probably, it, it, it definitely is the best response that we've received from a listener after an episode. And so quickly, that was, I think that was at eight o'clock the night of the the podcast being released. And usually, we released the podcast around four or five in the afternoon. So for her to listen to it, one, an hour of her time listening, and two, to respond back uh, so quickly 
with such great humor. That that was fantastic. I, I loved receiving that email. Yeah, that, that was hilarious. I'm sure her AP literature students are not uh, glad the class is over. Uh, you know, if she started a rival podcast at a different school, I think that would do very well. That was definitely one of the funnier emails I've received. And I think maybe my favorite part about it was in a subsequent email, she mentioned that this was not actually the first podcast episode you listened to either. So thank you very much for your uh, listenership. Yeah, she's a, a repeat listener. Uh, what, what's kind of funny too is like Sam in the, the podcast mentioned like how she sent him a text and like wanted a photo. I wonder what that text, that follow-up text might've been after listening to the podcast. Probably not quite as kind. <laughs> she might not be buying pop tarts on her next trip to the grocery store is all i'm saying <laughs> no i think she's just gonna buy a normal sandwich <laughs> in the draft uh i was out to a huge lead on thursday or on on monday hard to remember days of the week. i was out to a huge lead on monday before a big come from behind victory for you i think you got it 53 percent to 47 percent i will say i made my once every few weeks trip to the grocery store tuesday and i looked for your ranch cheese it screws and could not find them but I guess that our voters found them in their hearts. So congratulations on the win. I, I appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for another win. Uh, but yeah, that was that was definitely a lot closer than I thought. Like you said, you were out to a really big lead, and I thought it was going to be one of those those drafts where you know you had seventy percent votes and maybe I had thirty, but uh, I was able to come back and and get the lead and sustain it. So. Um, I'm looking forward to today's draft. It could go in a lot of different directions when we we pick um, some of our favorite holidays of the year. So we'll we'll get to that later. Um, hopefully, you guys like the the other segments before we get to that today. Yes. So for those of you who voted for Will's hot talkies in the chip trap earlier this week, I hope you like our hot takes coming up right now. Now it's time for our new hot take segment sponsored by Frank's Red Hot. To quote the grandma on the commercial, we put that stuff on everything. We're going to fire off a few hot takes and we will grade the take on a scale of one to five peppers to see how hot the takes truly are. And we'll put them on Instagram this weekend to get your take on how hot the takes are as well. We got this idea after some of my ridiculous takes from the past few episodes, like how milk doesn't belong on cereal. You should eat pop tarts by eating around the center first. Do you want to start us off with your first hot take and we can see how spicy that take is? Yeah, actually, uh, I came up with a few. I wasn't sure how many hot takes we were going to be able to talk about today. Uh, so I'm going to start off simple and then maybe progress towards some hotter peppers. Okay. Uh, but my first hot take today is vanilla cake is better than chocolate cake. Um, I mean, I disagree with that, but... That take is, I think, about as spicy as your vanilla cake actually is. There are some people who just like <laughs> vanilla better than chocolate. So, I, I said this is this is one of those lower level pepper spices. So I'm gonna I'm gonna progressively get hotter. I promise. All right, let's get something a little hotter here before we before we get back to my takes. Okay, you want me to go hotter than that? Yeah, let's let's go a little hotter. Let's let's add, add some okay. spice. Okay, so. I think that this is one that I kind of saw mentioned on a show before, and I think it, it it's one or the other. Like, you have to do one or the other. So I'm going to see what your thought is on this. Um, but I think that toilet paper should always go over the toilet paper roll versus under the the roll. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's how I, okay. how I do it also. Do a lot of other places do it the other way? Do a lot of people do it under? 
I, I don't know. So, so there's this show on Netflix that pretty much is like a science show and they have a hundred people, random people, different demographics, and they just do these random experiments. And one of the questions on one of the episodes is like their preference for toilet paper and people like go through and sit on a toilet with toilet paper beside them. And they explain to these scientists, like what's going on, like through their heads, what's their thought process. So they, they all come up with these really strange answers for something so simple, but people got like really heated about it. And that, that was something that I was like, you know what, that is kind of a hot take. Uh, it might not be the hottest pepper, but I figured it would be like a, maybe a two, maybe a three on, on the hot take scale. Um, yeah, I guess that's a, t- a, a scale that, you know, we see how hot the pepper is coming out the other end as opposed to going down. So. <laughs> oh, that was, that was, uh, that's starting off the podcast on a great note. I love it. So my hot take, Nickelback is legit good. Like I, I like Nickelback a lot. Burn It to the Ground is maybe my favorite pump up pregame song. It was used by the NL champion, 2007 Rocky. So it always have a special place in my heart. If someone slanders them, this is how you remind me of what I really am. And what I am is a Nickelback lover. And also, <laughs> listen to this podcast. Every time I do it makes me laugh. Perhaps a contender for our new theme song. Anyway, of all the things that I say, this is probably what makes Claire the most angry. And she said that I'm never allowed to publicly say this, but here it is. Nickelback is awesome. I'm laughing at, at how well you sing their lyrics because you sound almost as good as they do. I mean, they, they, they are awful. Oh my gosh. Like nickel. So I heard this before as well on the radio, I believe. And somebody said, not only was Nickelback like their worst band of their generation, but they said that Imagine Dragons was the Nickelback for millennials. And I could not agree anymore. Like some of the worst sounding bands to have made a lot of money has been Nickelback and Imagine Dragons. And I I cannot disagree more with that hot take. I would give that like a 3.8 on our pepper scale because it's almost getting me fuming how bad I hate Nickelback. So thank you for getting me worked up this early in the podcast. So when I was thinking about this, this is actually, I listened to Nickelback the entire time I was preparing last night. So this was like two straight hours of Nickelback, like into my ears. It, it, was, it was wonderful. I hadn't listened to them in forever. So this was a great experience for me again. Uh, I, would have, I would have had to mute you if we were listening together. Uh, that, that's, that was a good hot take. I, I think a lot of people are definitely going to uh, maybe hopefully side with me, but you know, that's, that's going to get people worked up. The, the next hot take, this is, this is one that I think is a little bit more serious uh, of a hot take just because I know a lot of people have an opinion. They're probably going to sway the other way. But I truly believe that Samsung is better than Apple. Uh, I know that's a general hot take, uh, but I will stand by the fact that I hate Apple. I hate iPhones. I hate MacBooks. I, I hate anything Apple. Uh, besides being on the Apple podcast, uh, I hate everything Apple. So Samsung, you're my, you're my boy, right? You're my boy, Blue. Uh, Samsung is the best. Oh, God. From all the green text bubbles I get from you, I should have known this was coming. Uh, this is such a garbage take. This is, this is at least like four peppers. This is, this is a nightmare. I feel like I was able to bully McConnell successfully into getting an iPhone again. And, yeah, you not having an iPhone is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, 
uh, I will be that green pain in the, the butt uh, for eternity for you. I'm sorry. I'm probably one of the only friends that you have that, that has a, a droid phone, but that makes me special and, and I'm going to keep it that way. So Samsung better than Apple, my hot take. Oh God, that is, oh, it's a, it's a nauseating hot take. Uh, speaking of nauseating, I'll get to my last hot take. Um, my next hot take is mac and cheese sucks. Uh, I know it's a lot of people's favorite food. Uh, pasta, delicious. Tomato sauce, sure. Olive oil, also good. Why are we slathering pasta with like cream and cheese? Like, ugh, mac and cheese is gross. I, I, I'm not going to, to go so hot. I, I think the Nickelback one is definitely going to be the hotter take, but mac and cheese is like such a good like side comfort dish i feel like but i do agree in some capacity i think if you go way too much cheese it defeats the purpose right like slather a little bit of cheese i think the noodles makes a big difference too because you can have like i used to love going to outback because they used to do like penne noodles and like a lighter cheese sauce um but i definitely it depends on the cheese it depends on the noodles uh but i i like mac and cheese man i'm sorry to say it I love it. Yeah, well, I'm not going to be like you and just throw another mac and cheese in the Barbie, but. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, well, I haven't been to Outback in uh, quite some time, so it must have been the fact that they screwed over my mac and cheese, but. It's the only reason people stopped going to Outback Steakhouse, so. Yeah, but, yeah besides the fact that their steaks got worse and they're too expensive, it was just mac and cheese, man. <laughs> Well, that, that was an interesting uh, first-time hot take uh, segment. I, I think we'll see how the reaction goes uh, with the listeners. Hopefully, you guys uh, can vote and kind of give us a better idea of how you're taking this segment. Uh, but what's not a hot take is that Miss Dion is one of the most popular teachers in the school. The 2017-2018 Holly Springs Teacher of the Year joins us on our podcast next. This is how you remind me. We are excited today to be joined by Holly Springs Science teacher, Linda Dion, who in addition to being named Teacher of the Year, has also been selected as a Keenan Fellow. And today she's receiving the biggest honor of her teaching career by appearing on the Real Bros of Holly Springs podcast. Welcome today, Ms. Dion. Thank you so much. It is truly an honor. And I feel like I'm just at the apex of my career right now, like appearing on with the Real Bros of Holly Springs. Like, I can't get any better. That's awesome. And that's unfortunate that's only going to be downhill for the next 20 some years from here, but I'm glad that you get one shining moment. Yeah, that's right. Like I only have like 20 years until retirement. So we're uh, definitely excited to have another person from the uh, 2700 hallway, like come join us. And cause Linda, she, she used to be on it. You used to be there when you did the rotating classrooms right that's right yeah I um I think I have been pretty much everywhere in the school like I used to float into two of the science classrooms in the 2700 hallways but I mean sometimes you'll see me like in the office and then like five seconds later I'll be on the second floor it's just how you how you got to roll at Holly Springs when I when I first started she was one of those floating teachers that always were was on our hallway so I'm glad to have one of the original 2700 
uh, hallway members on the podcast today. A nice hallway reunion. So we'd like to start off with a nice depressing question right off the bat. Uh, yes. What are you missing you know, most and you're now about seven weeks away from school? Like, what, what about school in your classroom are you missing the most? So a little, uh, a little confession. Uh, I've been to school because I help take care of the school garden. Uh, where um, Mr. Inge and I have been uh, harvesting lettuce and planting out new tomato plants to donate to our food bank. So I've been there, um, but I gotta confess, it's really strange to be there without the kids. Like I just, I really miss them. And sometimes I feel like I'm just like a shell of myself because I don't have anyone to tell like weird random trivia to, or, you know, just to interact with them. So that's definitely the biggest part. Um, seeing them through a computer screen is not the same. Yeah, it's definitely been like weird when we get emails from admin. Like yesterday, we were allowed to like go pick up stuff from our classrooms and they were telling us to go park by the, the practice fields and like come in a different entrance so that way we wouldn't actually run into the seniors who were picking up senior gowns. So it's definitely interesting. Like we're, we're being told like not to interact with the kids and they're telling us certain ways to, to keep us distance from uh, the students, which kind of sucks because we want that interaction, but it's just one of those things that we have to deal with. Um, yeah. But one, one of the classes that you teach is AP seminar. Uh, so what is that class like and why do you enjoy teaching it? Yeah, so AP Seminar is part of our AP Capstone class, which shout out to Ms. Vinson who started this whole party with AP Capstone. It is a research-based class, so students can research pretty much anything that they're interested in over the course of the year. So it's unique to Holly Springs because it's one of the only year-long classes. And again, we talk about like everything, like I've had research papers all about like, um, you know, how music affects Alzheimer's patients to um, like, you know, popular topics are always social media and effects on teenagers. But the range of different things that students learn about is one of my favorite things to kind of coach students through because it's not content. So I'm not like quizzing them every day, but it's all stuff like that is so interesting and new and like I. I'm not an expert in. So I like to just learn what they're learning through their research. And I think that's the best part of the class for me. That sounds interesting. It's, you get to read about a variety of different things instead of just reading about, you know, the, the Constitutional Convention 90 different times. So that, that sounds <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like I don't just read about like the mites that are on like your eyelashes. You know, I don't like in biology, like we don't learn about all the creepy crawlies living in your gut and stuff. Like it's literally stuff I have no idea about, and it's so exciting. Yeah, learning about those eyelash things might creep me out a little bit. So. Oh, yeah, like everyone's got mites like living on their eyelashes and all that stuff. So I hope you sleep well at night tonight. We might need to change the subject now. Um, so, <laughs> right? Do you teach only AP classes, so AP seminar and AP bio? So. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a trip. Obviously, with school not being there, it's kind of changed how AP exams are done this year. You think your kids are going to be ready for the for their AP tests? Yeah, so I think, you know, it's it's a really difficult situation for a lot of kids because, you know, you're, you might be battling with uh, sharing a device with your sibling or with your parents, or you might be working a ton of hours. And so with the AP exams, I honestly think, like, you're doing the best that you can. And 
you know, it's a shorter exam, which is great, but if you don't do well, you don't do well. And if you do, you do. And so I am almost of the attitude, like this is not the most important thing right now, but I am, you know, giving my students all the resources that they need. I'm helping them practice like FRQ questions and things like that. But I, I understand that, you know, if you need to take care of yourself mentally and personally, take care of your family, that's the most important thing. And, you know, if you happen to get a three, four or five on the exam, kudos to you, but I'm not going to judge students who don't do well. So. And, and me and Rhodes are both not science people. So we would probably do terrible on these uh, AP exams. But <laughs> if you had to teach us a lesson in like one to two minutes, what would you teach us and give us the information now? Go. Go. Oh, gosh. Uh, two minutes? Um, you okay. have two minutes. Okay. It has to be an AP science like lesson. Yeah, about something, something about, yeah, yeah. Anything okay. about science. Teach us something Any, in two minutes. Anything about science. Okay. I think I can teach you mitosis. You guys ready? So Perfect. if you take your hands, which I know sounds weird, but take your hands. Okay. Uh, put one fist like this. Like, and because I know that this is a podcast and no one can see, you're making a fist with your hand. In mitosis, the first step of cell division, which is how your old skin cells turn into new skin cells, you start off with one cell. Mm -hmm. Then what happens is this one cell, all the chromosomes are going to coil up and be in the middle and party together. And then what they're going to do is take your other hand, put it in the middle, like have your two hands pressing together like this. Um, all the chromosomes will line up in the middle of the cell. And then what happens is they get pulled apart. So pull apart your hands. So now the chromosomes are pulled apart. And then what happens in the last phase is they form two new cells. So make two fists with your hands. And those are the stages of mitosis, which is cell division. That was a fantastic job i don't think i could do anything as good as that so thank you for teaching us about it was like two minutes so <laughs> no that was that was fantastic it's a great lesson what do you call it when a genetic uh, a geneticist uh, like really is like in a great groove working hard oh no is this one of your dad jokes i yes. uh yes. I, don't, I don't the, know they're in the chromosome other <laughs> <laughs> oh, zone got it got it <laughs> uh Rhodes always has to find a way to bring in a joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's a good one. Maybe put it in like your top three or something. <laughs> I've worked in a genetics lab, so I'll, I'll bring up that one next time I talk to them. Yes. Besides for teaching kids science, uh, something else you do at the school is you chair the Sunshine Committee at school. Uh, for listeners that are not current or former Holly Springs faculty members, why do you like doing that or being a part of that? Sure. So the Sunshine Committee at school is chaired by a bunch of teachers who just want to brighten up everyone's day by doing something little. And so I really enjoy it because um, the last couple of years, sometimes I'll just like burst into people's classrooms and like throw candy at them and people will like scream. Um, I've like gone into classrooms and I'm just like, everyone stop what you're doing and just give this person a big round of applause and throw them like a, a gift card to Chick-fil-A or something. Um, I just think it's fun to, you know, be part of that committee where you can just say like, hey, uh, I'm thinking about you today. Here's a 
uh, I don't know, like a gift card to Blaze Pizza or something. Um, because like, who doesn't love food and who doesn't love being appreciated? And, you know, I feel like a lot of times, uh, a lot of times students, you know, they see their teachers every day um, and colleagues too, but it's, it's easy to take people for granted. Um, and so just an acknowledgement, like, hey, I see you, you're here, here's a gift card, have a chocolate chip cookie, I don't know, super, it's super small, but I, I feel like it makes a difference. Doing nice things for others, I never would have thought about that, but all right, that's, that's another good thing you're teaching us today. <laughs> yeah. So we actually also had a last minute uh, mailbag question submission. Uh, oh, okay. From someone that you may know, uh, it's from Allie and Callie. Er, yeah, Allie Boyd. She's my girl. I love her. Allie and Carrie, North Carolina. She writes, "If you could only watch one show on TLC for the rest of your life, what would it be?" Uh, easy answer: Ninety Day Fiance. And he knows that this is coming because we just texted about it last night. I've never actually seen Ninety Day Fiance. I think I'd like that show. Uh, that's definitely maybe a later on in the next two, three months for me to get into. I don't think I really watched a whole lot of TLC content though. Will, what about yeah, you? So, yeah. I've heard of it, but for those that haven't really heard of it or watched it, can you give us a quick like rundown of what the show's about? Absolutely. Yeah. So 90 Day Fiance is one of the best TV shows out there, trash TV shows. We can talk about docs, documentaries, and things like that another time but trash show 90 day fiance is like number one 90 day fiance is where typically an american has been uh, video chatting or skyping or whatever with someone overseas for a period of time could be six weeks could be uh seven years and 90 day fiance is when they take the next step and apply for something called the k-1 visa which allows them to bring their fiance to the United States. And once they do that, they have 90 days to determine whether or not they're, they're going to commit to each other and get married. It is fantastic. There's drama, there's cursing, just FYI. Uh, there's a lot of suspense. Like sometimes you don't know who you're rooting for. Uh, you have favorite couples and you have couples that you absolutely hate. So in this time of quarantine they have become like my friends like i see them like every week on the tv and i'm just like all right what's like angela up to you know so it's a great show yeah my mom my mom watches it so she always every time i see her she lives like five ten minutes away so i see her a lot and she always brings up 90 day fiance oh yeah if you're a newcomer to 90 day fiance i would say watch the pillow talk version of before the 90 days i mean they're like spin-off shows like crazy and i know people think i'm an intellectual but sometimes i just need a break from watching all the like our planet and nature documentaries so that's what i go to when i watch uh you know like a trash show yeah Rhodes Rhodes definitely has some some trash tv shows that he has offered on the podcast before um and they're Are you like a keeping up with the kardashians no, is that your vibe or like uh, never never kept up with the kardashians i actually don't <laughs> know like which one is which i know all their names i just can't remember them. uh but yeah. some robert reality shows like vanderpump rules and uh below deck those are two those are two of my favorites oh yeah below deck i know that one well <laughs> wow this is like a viewing party for you two i might have to uh get off the podcast quickly <laughs> yeah we'll just we'll just chat about the best aspects of all those trash shows and roll them into a spin-off podcast from the real bros of holly springs 
Okay. All right. I'm losing my spot. Once again, a female uh, podcast guest is kicking me off and <laughs> is going to start her own podcast with Rhodes. So, goody. Uh, but moving on to the next question, uh, we usually do on Thursdays a cooking corner segment. But I've talked about it before on a previous episode um, where you've recommended restaurants to me uh, in Durham. Uh, so today we're going to do more of like a takeout corner segment. Uh, so what is your go-to spot or go-to spots for takeout during this quarantine? So I have pretty much cooked like 99% of the time, but on the occasions where I have not, which has been twice, uh, our go-to takeout has been Buffalo Wild Wings because on Thursdays they do a buy one, get one free boneless wings. And literally, I know you brought up Allie. Uh, I told her about this and she literally placed an order as well. So we're just all vibing on the same, like buy one, get one free Buffalo Wild Wings. That's my go-to. I know I should have said like a local restaurant instead of a chain, but I've been cooking a lot. So I apologize. Uh, that's hilarious. That is not the answer we were expecting at all. And I will yeah. definitely be hitting that up. Uh, maybe not today, cause, but at, at a future Thursday, I'm definitely gonna be hitting that up also. So thank you for the advice. Yeah, I mean, like, you're probably expecting me to say, like, Dashi or, like, M Sushi or, like, go to one of my, like, like Roses in Durham and stuff. But, like, you know, I drive, like, 10 minutes to pick up my B-dubs and I'm a happy camper, so. See, that's what she just said is the reason why when we did our draft of the quarantine houses, I told you she had great ideas and that she could cook. So I'm, I'm appreciating that you, you've kind of backed up my selection from a previous podcast. All I can do is confirm, I guess, your your greatness in, in picking houses. So, I mean, that's <laughs> well, all I can all, do. We all picked the same house. So in, in this case, me, Rhodes, and McConnell were all were all great. So. Yeah, I mean, that was, a, that was a great house. We had like Sosebe in there. We had Patchett in there, Gled Hill and Taylor. I'm, I mean, like, how could you get any better, right? I'm not trash talking anyone else just for the record, but I could. <laughs> Uh, so you see, you say you've been cooking most of the time. Like, what what's your go-to dish to make uh, when you've been home over the last six, seven weeks or so? Uh, do you want to go like breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Let's go. Let's go lunch or dinner. Okay. Um, so dinner is usually some sort of I don't know. I it's like pantry chopped. I don't know if you guys have watched Chopped um, on the Food Network, but it's where you have like you know, like four different ingredients and you try to put them together and then try to make something out of it. And so I will do like any range of things, but I think my favorite and my one of my husband's favorites is this thing that I make called a uh, low country uh, boil, but on a sheet pan. Uh, so it's uh, corn on the cob, uh, shrimp, andouille sausage and potatoes. Super easy to make. You cut up the potatoes, and you boil them, then you boil the corn for like, I don't know, five minutes or something. You get your shrimp out, make sure it's defrosted or whatever, uh, cut up your andouille sausage into little uh, links, um, throw all that in a big bowl with uh, butter, like a ton of butter, like four tablespoons of butter, some oil, Cajun seasoning, dump it all on a pan, roast it at 400, for like 15 minutes. It is so good. Oh, I forgot the garlic, but make sure you put some garlic in there. 
Um, like my husband will eat the entire pan by himself if I don't stop him. So that's like my go-to dinner. That sounds delicious. Yeah, that makes me want like with us missing sports, that's definitely one of the like the tailgating specials that we do when we have like a fall night game for NC State, which is not common because we always play at 12 o'clock. But when we do play yeah. in the evenings, we always do that for the tailgate. So that now you're making me miss sports even more. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's like it's such a good tailgating food, but to be able to make it in the oven. And again, I know people are probably like, why isn't Miss Dion talking about vegetables? I'll throw in some like, you know, sauteed collard greens or whatever else I have in there. But like, bar none, that's one of the best things. Oh, it sounds delicious. Uh, we're not going to argue with that. Um, but even though you're not doing takeout and you're doing a lot of cooking, is there one restaurant that like you're just looking so forward to once this quarantine rules or once the quarantine rules are lifted like is there one restaurant that you're just waiting to put a order into or you know put a reservation in for oh yeah so at the top of my list has got to be roses uh noodle shop in durham and so uh roses is actually doing takeout now i just have to i'm going to get over there someday and place my order to pick it up but roses um makes like Asian style food. And one of the dishes that they make just like takes me back to when I was in Vietnam uh, last year. Uh, they make a Hanoi style pho dish, which uh, for our listeners who might not know what pho is, it is a rice noodle dish that Vietnam is famous for. Um, there's usually raw beef in there that's cooked by the boiling uh, soup. And it's such like a comforting dish to me because I had pho growing up all the time. And so it's really hard to get good Asian food in Raleigh, Durham. But that's one of the places I would go first. And we did not we did not mention in our hot take segment before, but I know a lot of people get upset when people say Raleigh, Durham instead oh, yeah. of just like Raleigh or Durham. So that, that would have been a great hot take for one of us to bring up, Rhodes. Yes, that's uh, maybe maybe next week we'll we'll have to get fired up about that. Yeah, sorry, I had to bring it in because it's not in Raleigh, but like I had to include it in our little triangle. So I mean, oh, no, no, you don't. That's that's part of being a hot take. It's got to be one or the other. I mean, I could have just said triangle. That's that's true too. You could have done that. <laughs> so we're gonna. That's we're... my bad. That's I'll own up to it. That's my bad. Sorry, okay. I should have just said Durham, but. I also wanted to include Raleigh, so my bad. Oh, I, I'm not upset. I'm just saying I know I'm no I know for a fact that certain people out there get really upset when you clump like Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill kind of in the same group because we're we're separate cities. Like people just get really upset about that. I don't really care, but and I know some people might. I know there's a lot of people who think the Thursday in the Triangle is Holly Springs also. So I think that's just people people define it differently. I guess just like Holly Springs, Fuquay, Apex, that's a triangle to me. So that's whatever. That's our triangle. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're going to switch gears real quick to your uh, another side, besides for recommending restaurants, your other side hustle. Uh, and that's like your side hustle painting. I'd be a terrible podcast host if we didn't direct people to go to lindacreative.com, where I think people can, I want to say, commission paintings from you. Uh, how did you get started doing this and has business really picked up with uh, all of your extra time at home over the last couple weeks? 
Yeah, so absolutely. Thanks for the shout out, Rose. Um, I have been painting regularly uh, probably since about 2013, 2014. So one of the things that people don't tell you is that when you grow up and you have to go to all the weddings of all of your friends, you have to buy them presents. And that's really hard to do when you're making like $800 a month as a teacher in South Carolina. And so I was getting invited to a bunch of weddings, uh, you know, making, making no money. And anytime I would buy a gift off of the registry, they'd say like, oh, sorry, we already got this gift, which was super frustrating. Buy the gift off the registry. That's my hot take. Might be an unpopular opinion, but that's what people need to do. So I would have to like return this gift. And finally, I was just like, I just need to do something like so personal that they can't return it. And so I started painting, um, or you know, they, I guess they could return it, but I mean, that would be super sad. So, um, so I started painting like wedding venues and also uh, places where people met or started their relationship. And uh, that's when it really picked up for me because my friends that would get married would show off their like little art piece with their new married name. And then, um, you know, uh, hand that out to their friends and stuff. So that's really how that got started. Um, but actually going back to AP classes, since I've been teaching AP classes for the last like two and a half years, um, I really have had like no time to dedicate to my art business. And so I'll still get maybe a, like a commission or two a month, but it's nowhere near like the volume that it was when I had more time not teaching AP classes. So it's not so, just so students' the, lives that yeah. AP classes ruin. AP classes ruin their teachers' lives also. Yeah. I, no. I was going to follow up and say, like, do, do you prefer, like, are you saying something? Like, is that like a hint to the admin team? Like, take away my AP classes so I can paint again? <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. Like, I do have other side hustles. So I just, like, the painting requires so much focus for me. Like, I need to sit down. I need to have, like, my little iPad set up. I need to have, like, my watercolors. Um, and I really do need like three to five hours of like completely uninterrupted time to finish that artwork piece. And so it's a lot of like mental commitment for me. And my work is really detail oriented. And so, you know, I also do like photography, um, like portrait photography. And so I really like kind of uh, moved towards that, although I still paint. So if you want to commission me for something, that's still that's still an option. Um, but I, I've been doing more photography just because it's not like as intensive for me. And uh, my husband and I also started a blog about traveling and that's, that's like another thing too. So just as a side note, I love my AP kids. It's not you. It's literally me. Like I put so much stress on myself. So it's not them. It's me. We'll throw one more shout out to the website, uh, lindacreative.com. Linda, like how you spell Linda, creative, like how you spell creative.com. <laughs> that's right. Simple and easy. And if you want to check out our blog, that's a harder one. It's crossing the street in Hanoi, which is H-A-N-O-I.com. Perfect. Wow. I feel like me and you, Rhodes, need to start producing some more side hustles. I mean, that, that was, that was a lot to, to take in. I know Claire appreciates that all of my side hustles involve me not making any money, like doing a podcast or high school coaching. So I picked the least lucrative side hustles of all time. So <laughs> me, me and you both, we're in the same boat, buddy. 
but this that's is okay, a that, yeah that's it's a good transition though to kind of the next question that we had um and this is you know you've you've won teacher of the year before and congrats on that um you. you're also the the keenan fellow as we mentioned before uh so let's say that Rhodes and i wanted to be in the running to win next year for teacher of the year uh, what advice could you give us so that we could come on top of that selection process? So, Will, I hate to say this, but Rhodes has already got like a, a one-up on you because I am 99% sure that the reason I won Teacher of the Year that year was because I did the um, lip sync battle and I had kids like teach me a dance. So I literally learned dance moves for NSYNC's Bye 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 and crushed it. So I know that Rose already does a lip sync battle during our pep rallies. So I would say that's like number one, you got to practice your dance moves, you got to get out there. I can I can tell you, I mean, I don't dance for students, but I mean, I, oh. I do have, I can shake the hips a little bit at some weddings. Uh, I'm considered a pretty good dancer uh, at every wedding I've been to, or at least I think so. Uh, but I got the dance moves. The, the lip singing though, as Rhodes can attest, I don't remember words to any songs. Like that's not a very good strength of mine. So lip singing, like my face would look like robotic and my body would just be moving in crazy positions. <laughs> so maybe maybe I can get half of that done, but not the, the full singing and dancing. So I think the backup plan for you then is to pull off like a, like a masked singer sort of like thing then, you know, get a, get a costume out. Okay. Like, be the hawk or something and then just bust out your dance moves i think that's like number one what you got to do okay and because you're giving me all the advice is that because you want me to win or is it because i'm so far behind roads that i just need all the help i can get cool i mean i i feel like it's the latter but i i do like to help everyone so i mean like may, maybe like maybe take that like mascot-ish advice you know sing a little bit Rhodes, I don't know. I think I think you got it in the bag, but you got to watch out for Will with his like sweet hip dancing movements, like whatever he said about his wedding dance moves. So is it is it a negative for me that I constantly do things that antagonize and annoy administration? Would that something that would hurt me in this, or does administration not pick this? <laughs> um, I don't. I have no idea what what role admin has on it. Like, I, I think that they narrow it down to like the top three, but I, I literally have no idea. So I don't know. Do you antagonize them a lot? Do I just not see that part? No, we'll, we'll cut this out. <laughs> I'm like sunshine and rainbows. So like, I, you know, people won't tell me some things, but. That's another thing, Rhodes, is I think we might have to join like the sun, sunshine committee or some other committee. So that way we can get some brownie points with the, the admin team. I think the committee I want to join is the parking space committee to assign parking spaces next year. <laughs> I've been I've been moving like consistently one or two spaces backwards, even though I'm like longer tenured at the school. I don't get how that works, but that's okay. It's all right. You should just do what I do and park wherever you want to and get chastised <laughs> for it. That's why you antagonize people is you take their parking spots. <laughs> Yeah, someone must not like you, Will, because I've been, I've been like, it's been, it's been a couple of years since I've been teacher of the year, but I keep getting assigned the teacher of the year parking space. So, I mean, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to learn. 
the last question I want to ask you, uh, this is one of the ideas we got from Mr. Sosaby, is okay. that what, what other jobs you had before becoming a teacher, if, if any? Uh, so a lot of them. I, my first job was working on a Hollywood video, which is kind of like a blockbuster. Um, I was the only girl working there, so it got real shady at like 11 o'clock at night when creepy guys would come in and ask for your movie recommendations but otherwise that was like a super fun job so uh in case you're not familiar with what blockbuster or hollywood video is because you're a teenager and you've never seen one it's where you would go to rent movies for like five dollars uh and then you would watch the movie once and then return it like seven days later and have like a thirty dollar late fee so you know, it was a cute first date though, go out and pick a movie together. Um, but I also, uh, I've worked as like a recruiter before. So I worked as a recruiter for a nonprofit called Teach for America. I worked for something called the Literacy Corps, which is where I taught first and second graders how to read uh, in like a tutor capacity. So I'd go to the schools and help tutor. Um, yeah, I've never worked like a food service job before though. I've worked for like things like that, I guess. So we, we appreciate all the uh, answers to some of our serious and fun questions. Uh, but now we're going to move on to our favorite segment to do with our guest. So coming up next, we will play a daytime TV staple. Let's play Family Feud. Yay, Family Feud. <laughs> Welcome back. Let's play The Feud. So, how this is going to work, we're going to do a little bit of modified rules since we only have two people playing instead of teams. Uh, I'm going to ask a question. Each player will have one chance to answer the question. The player whose answer was worth the most points gets to start the round. Um, so, once that happens, that player is going to keep guessing. Uh, things that are on that board. An incorrect answer earns that player a strike, and if a team uh, gets all of the correct answers before getting three strikes. That's just added to their score. If not, uh, the player gets three strikes. The other player gets a chance to guess the remaining answer. And if they guess correctly, they steal all the points. After we go through three normal rounds, we're going to do a fast money round. We'll get to those rules when we get to it. Uh, so we're going to start off with a question I think is definitely more geared towards uh, Will's knowledge base. But here we go. Uh, we'll, let, uh, we'll let our guest uh, start off first with the first answer. What is the most stressful thing in the life of a 25-year-old woman? Marriage? Being single? Being in a relationship? One of those? Say, so the answer to that is love life. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. That is the number one answer. Yeah. So we, will, we, will give, that, will. we will give you control of the board. So love life, that's, that's worth 28 points. Uh, so you have control of the board. We're looking for a few other possibilities here. Uh, so there's five other things on the list. What is the most stressful thing in the life of a 25-year-old woman besides her love life? Let's go money. Yes, finances and debt. That is third on the list with 17 points. So we have love life, okay. finances and debt. What else do we have? Uh, let's go kids, like biological clock ticking maybe. 
family and kids. That's number four on the list. So you have Question. number one, three, and four, love life, money, and family, kids. Still looking for three more answers. You have no strikes. Okay. Uh, their appearance. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, beauty, um, loss of beauty, uh, fountain of youth, any of those what? things? One of the answers is clothes, and we'll we'll say that works for the clothes one. That's the last. <laughs> this is terrible. You can't just give I'm her crushing you will. leeway. Unbelievable. Yeah, we're just gonna give her leeway. All right. So that's the last answer. You're still looking for two more answers. You're looking for the second most popular and the fifth most po or popular answer. The most stressful things in the life of a 25 year old woman. Okay. Um, the most stressful things, like I, I don't know, like. Uh, I guess this was like related, like their weight, appearance. I said that already. Um, so we're going to give you strike one for that one. Oh, no. Okay. No, no weight. Two more chances. Um, okay, two more guesses. Um, most stressful things. Um, education, like should I get a master's degree? I don't know. Yes, school is on there as well. That is the Four. Okay. one, school. So you're still looking for one more answer. You have 65 okay. points so far, one, more. one strike. The second most popular answer you were missing. Um, uh, uh, buying a house, maybe? Settling down? No. Pushing, putting down roots? No, that's strike two. One more chance here. What is the most okay. stressful thing in the life of a 25-year-old woman? The second most popular answer you were missing. I should know because I'm in this like age bracket. Um, what am I stressed about? I, I, I don't know. Um, sometimes I stress about like my plants, but that's not like a common worry. <laughs> All right, we, we need an answer. I'll give you guys like, I'll give you five more seconds. We need an answer. I, I don't know, the TV shows that I'm watching and I don't know, people's judgment on me. I don't know. <laughs> No. Social relationships. Uh -uh. Strike three. <laughs> so, Will, you have a chance to steal. There's 65 points on the board right now. We are missing the second most popular answer for what is the most stressful thing in the life of a 25-year-old woman. For the steal, what is your answer? I'm, I'm going to go with uh, uh, like parents. Like Stressing out about like your parents and them getting older. I don't know because you, you gave her leeway on some of these like clothes <laughs> slash appearance. So I don't I don't really know what's available. <laughs> That's such a good answer though. You are incorrect. The uh, number two answer with twenty six respondents was their job. Oh, yeah, I was. I, yeah, I, was I mean, I guess. To, I was gonna say job, but I didn't know if that was like grouped into the money thing. Like the financials. It yeah, because I feel like job would be. Oh, I don't know. You need, you need a job guess, to make money. I guess both of you are just so confident in your jobs that that's uh, <laughs> how it works. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel like I've tried to make myself fireproof, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, for the second round, do we, yeah, we'll, we'll let you both kind of come again. All right. Uh, three, two, one. Okay. Round one. Uh, Dion gets 65 points, Will still with zero. We're gonna go with the, uh, starting again, give you guys both a chance to get an answer. Will, we're gonna let you go first this time, maybe give you a chance to control the board. Uh, the question is, name a fruit you might eat in the morning. 
Name a food you might eat in the morning. You might eat in the morning. I'm going to go with banana. Banana is the number one answer with 25 respondents. So you have control of the board here. Good Name job, Will. Fruit Thank you, you may eat in the morning. This is like the nicest feud I've ever been a part of. So, I appreciate <laughs> it. so how, many, how many answers are on the board that I'm going there for? Are, I guess there's five more answers. I guess I can give you the chance to, to pass or play, but we're going to make you play. No, I'm definitely playing. Uh, I've, I've got uh, Apple. Apple is the fourth most popular answer with 15. Uh, I'm going to go orange. Orange is the fifth most popular answer with 12. So you have number one, banana, number four, apple, and number five, orange off the board. I'm going to go ooh, uh, strawberries. Strawberries, number three with 19. Uh, so you have four of the top six. You're missing two. You're missing the second most popular again. That's just really been a, a hard one for you guys. And then you're missing the sixth most popular. I'm going to go blueberries. Uh-uh. Strike one. What? Oh, believable. Like, There's no blueberries up there? What is wrong with people? No blueberries. Like, isn't that almost like equivalent to having strawberries? Like, don't you buy those together? Like, like a melody, you know, a fruit melody? I'm not the one conducting the survey or answering the question, so I, I have no say over this. I know, I'm saying unbelievable to those people that answered the question. Uh, banana, apple, orange, strawberries, uh, grapes. Grapes, great guess, but incorrect. Straight to <laughs> That's crazy. Oh. A fruit you might eat in the morning. We're missing the number two and number six answers. Watermelon. Melon is the sixth answer. So that is correct with three respondents. So you have okay. 74 points. You have one guess left. And we will see if you can get it or if Dion gets a chance for the steal. Banana, banana, apple, orange, strawberry, melon, melon. Like, I'm so I'm stressing out so bad after you took away my blueberries, man. Um, I, I'm going to say raspberries, even though I don't think that's correct. You are correct that it is incorrect. <laughs> what? You're correct that it is incorrect. Uh, oh, so dude, don't do that to me. Come <laughs> on, man. Right. Right three. Dion, you get a chance for the steal. Name a fruit you might eat in the morning. The second most popular answer is still on the table. I have like two that I'm trying to pick between, but one doesn't really make sense in the morning. Um, I'm going to go pineapple. Pineapple is also incorrect. <laughs> the correct <laughs> answer was grapefruit. 22 Oh my gosh, grapefruit. Guess, grapefruit. So will yeah, all, the, all the people must have been old that answered those questions because I don't That's like awesome. yeah like grapefruit doesn't who has just, time to 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 cut apart a grapefruit and then like eat the segments who has time like that so not us will is in the lead seventy four sixty five let's go to round three uh, there's no double points we're just gonna do all single points here here we go yeah. Dion we'll let you start off here. Name a vehicle okay. you really wouldn't want to hit while driving. Name a type of vehicle you really would not want to hit while driving. And I'm driving a car. You're driving a car. 
Okay. <laughs> a vehicle that I do not want to hit. Um, I don't want to hit like a semi truck. Okay, Will, what is your guess? Uh, I was going to say a police car. Police car is the number one answer. For whatever what? reason, semi-truck is not on the list at all. So, what? semi-truck is not on the list. So, Will, do you want to pass or play? Number one answer is off the board. Police car with 44 respondents. Uh, you want to pass or play? You should probably play. <laughs> I'm going to pass and see if Dion can win this. So you know okay. that if you doesn't get them right, you have, the, you have the one chance to guess them. Yeah, yeah. I, get, okay. I get it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass just because she's a guest and I want her to be able to play. Okay. That is, that is so sweet. Thanks, so Number one answer off the board. We're looking for five more types of vehicles you really do not want to hit while driving. Okay. An ambulance? Ambulance is number three on the list with 15. Okay, a uh, vehicle you do not want to hit, a, 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 um, a, a bicycle? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know, because if I hit a bicycle, I'm definitely killing that person. I You're going to say strike one, I don't think that's a vehicle. Oh, okay. So I have to like think of, See, I'm not a troublemaker. I just like I just follow the rules. I've never had like a speeding ticket before. Like, oh, a I don't school think bus. All the respondents here and hit these vehicles personally. It's just what vehicles <laughs> they do not want. I, I mean, I'm just saying, but like, I, I, this thought has like never crossed my mind before. Like, oh, never, police car. Never like, don't want to hit a police car. Okay, I'm gonna go school bus. School bus is also not on the list. That's strike. Oh man, I, I can't, I can't do it. Okay, let's see. Um, let's think. I got. I got ambulance, police car. How many are on the board again? Yeah, four more on the board. Oh my gosh, there's four more of these. Um, uh, a, a truck carrying concrete. I don't a concrete truck. <laughs> The concrete truck is surprisingly not on there as well. So fifty. <laughs> 59 points oh, on the table. Will, this goes to you. You have four possibilities up there. Name a type of vehicle you really would not want to hit while driving. Motorcycle. Wow. That's a great guess. I'm shocked that's not up there. It is not up there. So, Dion, points. The other answer. I want those points? Yes. Uh, there's number two fire truck with 16. Okay. With 10. A uh, train? Train's not a vehicle. Uh, you just said a bike was in a vehicle. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, a hearse with six. So I guess that makes sense. Oh, uh, and then a Hummer with two. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like some of these, like a train is on there, but like a motorcycle isn't. So, so people would rather not hit a hearse that already has a dead person in it versus not wanting to hit a motorcycle, which would probably lead to a actual person dying. Yes. I just what? don't. I just understand yeah. this thought process. What is the logic that is here? Because you know it's not. It's not sound logic. You can lodge your complaints with hobbylark.com slash party games slash list of family feud questions. So oh, I, <laughs> any, I will. Any complaints you have? That's right. That will and I will draft an angry email. It's okay. coming. We're gonna go That's to the, gonna the section. Podcast. We're gonna go to the fast money section. In this, I'm gonna list the five questions uh, instead of doing it like they do in the game. I'm basically going to have you each write down an answer. 
and then we'll go through and kind of award points to your different answers. So right now, going okay. into the fast money round, Dion is up 124 to 74. So Will, you have some ground to make up here. Okay. So our first fast money question, I'm gonna go through this pretty quickly. I'm not gonna give you a whole lot of time to think. Your first okay. fast money question is, name a reason a person might wake up at two in the morning. Second question, name something you might eat with a hamburger. Third question, name something you haven't done since high school gym class. Fourth question, we asked 100 Americans, how much do you tip for good service? So what percentage, what percent do you tip for good service? And the last question, who was the most popular character on the sitcom Friends? Hmm. This can be close. All right. So uh, we will let our leader start us off here. First question, name a reason a person might wake up at two in the morning. Dion, what is your answer? The bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Will, what was your answer? I, I said pee break. So the All bathroom. Right. So that was the number one answer. You guys both got it correct. So that's 24 points for, for each of you. Uh, the other top answers uh, for a baby or child, 19 respondents, bad dream, 16, heard a noise, 13, hot or cold, 12. Uh, the, <laughs> the last answer with two respondents was, quote, unquote, in the mood. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in right. the mood to wake up. Yeah, that's right. In the mood to wake uh, up at two. It's unclear. Could have been in the mood for a Sunday. It's, it's unclear what they're in the mood for. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next question. Name something you might eat with a hamburger. Dion, what'd you put? Fries. Will? French fries. Yeah, that was the number one answer. 60 points for each of you uh, with that. Third one. Name something you haven't done since high school gym class. Dion? Um, I was trying to think of like things that people did, but like I put run a mile, but I, I run, so that's, I don't know, run right. a mile. Will, what'd you say? I said like pull-ups, pull-ups or push-ups, if that's a category. So run a mile was the number one answer with 25. Take uh, that, Will. Push-ups was number three with 21. The number two answer oh. was dodgeball. You also have sit-ups and crunches on there too, lift weights, swim laps, changed in a locker room, <laughs> and two people said exercised. <laughs> uh, any exercise in general, uh, like. <laughs> so Will, you've gone from being down 50, now you were down by 54 with two questions left. Great. Uh, the Ask 100 Americans, how much do you tip for good service? Dion? I put 20. 20%? Will, what'd you say? Uh, for good service, I said 30%. 20% was the number one answer with 39 respondents. Oh, gosh. Looking and pretty good for me. was not listed on there at all. I guess people are not as generous tippers as you are. Well, I was, I was going with, like, the that's what's generally considered, like, what you should tip. So I figured if it was a good tip, it would be more than that. But that's okay. So now the lead has been stretched to... 
93, going into the last question. Who is the most popular I, character on the sitcom Friends? I said Joey, but I don't really watch Friends, so I don't really, I don't really know. Well, what'd you say? I have never watched Friends from start to finish in any episode, but I went with my namesake and I said Joey as well. Joey was the second most popular answer. Number one was the person who had a haircut named after her, Rachel. Oh, man. Uh, I put Rachel, but I was like, I got to go Joey. <laughs> after that, you had Ross, Chandler, Monica, and Phoebe. And getting three votes, Gunther. Uh, that was a little bit of a surprise there. Um, so, one second. I need a break to add up these points because this is too many points. Yeah, I was like, man, is he doing all this in his head? Because, like, that's impressive. I was doing uh, a lot, Joey, not so much. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man, but when I compete against people, I just, I'm a loser. The only person I ever beat on this podcast is you, Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> because you guys keep bringing on, like, the all-stars. You gotta, you gotta pick someone, like, a, you know, gotta have someone that might whiff it at a Trivia, maybe. I don't know. Our <laughs> final tally, Will in second place with 196 points, and Dion with the win with 289. So congratulations for winning our first ever Family Feud competition on the podcast. Thanks, y'all. I was, you know, honestly, I was like on my toes. I was really nervous because Will was just coming after me. It was beautiful. But, you know, we get it done. Can you play like We Are the Champions or something? Well, Dion, we do appreciate you not only coming on the podcast and answering questions, but also beating my tail in the first feud that we've had on the podcast. But we do appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on and spend some of it with us. Yeah, thank you both. This has been such an honor and it was so much fun just to, you know, see you and spend a couple hours just, you know, talking with you. So thank you again. Yeah, thanks for coming on today. We appreciate it. Make sure to check out either one of our websites uh, to support our guests for coming on the podcast today. Now that we've finished the Family Feud, it's time for the biggest feud of the podcast as we have our draft coming up next. In honor of our takeout corner earlier, this episode is being sponsored by Postmates. You really want some food, but the idea of making it or driving to go get it is just so unpalatable as to disgust you, then just pay someone else to do it. Will, you order, will your order be wrong? Who knows? Will the delivery driver discreetly eat some of your food? Probably. But will you have to leave your house? Not even for a second. Postmates, just keep sitting on the couch. You've done enough already today. We are back. And I'm in a pretty familiar position of coming off another draft loss. Today, we are drafting holidays. However, with one huge notable exception. I'm Jewish. Christmas was not on my draft board. In fact, I have a whole litany of Christmas-related hot takes I could have included earlier in this episode. When Will drafted Christmas at any point during this draft, we realized that would swing the pole to an easy victory for him. So we are excluding Christmas from this draft. Don't worry, any bunny-related holiday and all Jewish holidays are still on the table, so be ready for my wildcard Yom Kippur pick in the last round. Would Christmas have been the number one draft pick on your board? Honestly, uh, this might come as a shock to, to most people listening, but I would not have had Christmas 
on my top four picks. Um, Christmas is great because of the time you get to spend with family. But I also think the idea of just spending a ton of money on gifts for people to show that you love them is also a little overrated. Like you can do other things and spend time with family to accomplish the same thing. So Christmas, like as I've gotten older, I've appreciated less because of like the gift giving and more just because I get to spend time with family. So that's maybe a minor hot take that Christmas would not have even been on my board. So we might have not had to exclude it from the draft. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, that means Valentine's Day might not be hard, high on your list either after hearing that explanation. So, uh, Yeah, uh, that would definitely be on my worst holiday draft board, but let's not say that too loud so the girlfriend doesn't get upset. That's another great idea for a future episode. So I have the first pick today, and my first pick is going to be Thanksgiving. Uh, I spent the last 10 Thanksgivings with Claire's family. That's great. They do a great job with it. Fun day, great food holiday. Uh, this year, we finally got some responsibility, and we're in charge of making a Napa cabbage salad, potential future cooking corner uh, thing. I love canned cranberry sauce, uh, you know, the sweet potato stuff, the pies, everything. Uh, I just have a lot of great Thanksgiving memories. During college, when I was a manager for the basketball team at UNC, I had some great Thanksgivings in New York. That was my first ever time in New York, New York City, Las Vegas, and best of all, like a four or five days in Maui. Uh, and growing up, we always did a great Thanksgiving thing with like some family friends of ours. Uh, and also, another great reason I picked it, there are two jokes that I love making in my classes on the first day, day back from Thanksgiving. And I honestly look forward to making those jokes uh, like all year. So that's another big thing that does it for me for that holiday. Can, can I, because I don't get to sit in your class, do I get to hear one of those jokes? Just one. All right. Uh, so at Thanksgiving last year, uh, you know, I do, I mentioned do it with, uh, you know, wife's the in-laws and all that kind of stuff. So there's one couple that kind of is a little, they fight like pretty often. Uh, and like last year, I think they were in charge of making like the mashed potatoes and like something happened and they just weren't very good. Uh, and the wife just like got in the husband's case, like all day, but just like how bad the mashed potatoes were. She was just, like, really, it, just, like, it made everyone uncomfortable. Like, just a couple of fighting in front of you is just super uncomfortable. So this past Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, what they did, they just had to make it super easy and just like had to make like a fruit salad for like an appetizer or dessert or whatever. Like it's a fruit salad. No one really has super strong opinions about that. Like it's, it's difficult to mess up. So the guy makes fruit salad, brings it over. Uh, and the wife, I guess like didn't see it before they got there. Uh, and so she, they opened it up and she looks at the fruit salad. And it's just like, what? It's like, what? There's, you know, there's strawberries, there's grapes, there's, I think there's blueberries, I think there's pineapple. She's like, this is a good fruit salad. She was like, I cannot believe that you do not have like watermelon or honeydew or cantaloupe in there. And so I'm having the un misfortune of standing right next to them. And so she asked me, she's like, Brandon, is this a ridiculous fruit salad or what? I was like, I am not getting involved in this. Uh, and eventually the guy just like looks at me. She's like, he's like, oh, my wife, just being so melodramatic. <laughs> Oh, I was waiting for the punchline. I love it. Oh, so you, so I'm assuming you, uh, you mix up the, uh, the backstory every year. To, no, no, literally the exact same backstory. I tell that exact same story every single year that after Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Oh man, the, the jokes today have just been on point, man. I appreciate that. Uh, so I'll get back to the draft. Um, <laughs> I love I love Thanksgiving. That was definitely uh, a little bit lower on the board for me, but I love that as my like favorite food holiday. Love getting around the table, eating some good grub with the family. Um, but 
uh, all the top uh, holidays for me are holidays that I've started to appreciate more as I've gotten older, um, just getting around and being able to interact with, you know, my friends, sometimes family, but a lot of my, my friends um, during the holidays is always a great time. Um, and these are some of the things that I miss being able to do. Like we're not allowed to get with crowds and get with our friends during this time. So this is like some of these, you know, non-social distancing things that I really enjoy. Uh, but the first on my board is going to be St. Patty's Day. Uh, St. Patty's Day uh, is definitely, I know this is more of an enjoyable experience if you're an adult, uh, but I love St. Patty's Day, just the idea of kind of getting dressed up, going to Irish establishments, and, and just kind of doing that all day, and just being in, in big groups of people. I, I just absolutely love St. Patty's Day. Okay, that was nowhere near my list. Uh, I know that's a, certainly a fun holiday, and sorry you're not get a chance to celebrate it this year. I, I yeah, well, actually, that was that was right before they put the hammer down on social distancing. It was like the weekend before, so I think it was like Saturday we went out and kind of hung out. They were, you know, trying to, they had a lot of like sanitizer for people to use their hands and stuff uh, or use with their hands and stuff. But I think like that Tuesday or Wednesday is when they said, okay, no more crowds of more than 10 and things like that. So I was able to celebrate this year. It was a little bit of a downer because not as many people are out. Um, but that was like the last thing that I remember doing uh, before quarantine. So um, I, I might remember this St. Patty's Day forever, depending on uh, how the rest of life goes. Um, but my second choice, moving on, uh, is it's another, technically it's a food holiday, but it's more of like a theme holiday as well. Don't really have to eat if you don't really want to. Um, but I really enjoy Cinco de Mayo. Okay. Uh, I have enjoyed celebrating parts of that in the past. So that's another one that was not on my list. Seems like we had very different draft lists uh, for this, for this episode. But that's, what do you like most about it? Uh, I, I'm not Mexican, but um, I am Puerto Rican. So kind of like one eighth Puerto Rican, not even that much Puerto Rican, but I just love the food, man. I love the, the food aspect of it. Um, but just like the fiesta, it just like makes me feel like I'm in a good mood when, whether I go out to a restaurant on Cinco de Mayo, whether I'm with friends at a house, hang out, like there's deals everywhere, but it's just like a make you feel good kind of holiday without having to like travel and go somewhere crazy or do something super expensive. Like it just makes you feel good. So no matter what you're doing, Cinco de Mayo puts a, puts a smile on your face. Okay. Uh, so for my second pick, and I'm a little surprised it made it back to me, I'm going to pick the 4th of July. Uh, fun little story, my birthday is July 6th, and my sister's is July 2nd. So growing up, my mom would literally just call the 4th of July week like birthday week for me and my sister, and I guess like America too. Uh, so it was fun, like as a kid, we did, you know, went to like the CU football stadium every year, had fireworks, uh, Bethany Beach, Delaware has got a great 4th of July parade. Uh, you know, it's just me and my sister's birthday, July 4th. It's always, it's always been a fun week for me. That was, that was one of the, the top four on my draft board. Um, as I've gotten older, like my friends that I, I really enjoy from high school and college, like they've moved on, they've got families. So we don't get to celebrate together with 4th of July as much. Um, and obviously during the summer, like us as teachers, 
we have a lot more flexibility than other people. So sometimes 4th of July is like my favorite day of the year. And then sometimes it turns out to be like such a bummer because not everybody can, can celebrate with you. Okay. Um, all right. My next one, I'm going to see how fast and loose we're playing with the rules of holidays here. Uh, the next thing that I have on my board is the first weekend of the NCAA basketball tournament. Are we counting that as a holiday or are these only, we're we only doing like real holidays? Uh, I'll, I'll count it, but you technically holidays, you, most holidays, not all holidays, most holidays you get a day off either before the day of or after. So I don't know what you're constituting as a holiday, but if it's just from like doing work, even though you're physically there, mentally you're not, I'm okay with it. Well, I know in the past I have taken that as a holiday, so. <laughs> oh, you have. I'm saying 99.99% of us at Holly Springs do not. But no, you I do. will. I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take a real holiday here. Uh, I just okay. want to test that out. Uh, so this holiday, I know it's not going to be one that you're going to pick, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Passover, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. My favorite Jewish holiday. Uh, I like the food a lot, the story uh pounding some shevets uh it's it's it's, it's a lot of fun I, I can't say i've ever participated in that holiday um so i'm going to take your word for it uh and hopefully the the listeners do as well because i have no idea um and I, I don't participate so uh maybe my third pick will allow me to kind of get back into the draft board um but my next pick is going to be new year's new year's uh, is always a for me like whether you have a great year or a bad year new year's is always like the refresher like us going back to school like we get rid of students from one year and we come into the next semester and we have this whole new batch of kids it's a new semester it's a fresh start that that's how i feel about new year's is that it's just a fresh start to the year whether anything was bad for you come up with ways to, to fix it, to do things differently, to enjoy that next year better. So I enjoy New Year's plus everybody has off for that weekend or for that, that time frame. So I usually get to spend it with a lot of my friends and family. Uh, so New Year's is my third pick for the draft. Yeah, I like New Year's also. Uh, certainly enjoyed it more in college than currently. We've had a lot of very quiet New Year's the last couple of years, which I actually enjoy a lot also. Uh, and we popped open some uh, Martinelli's the last year or two uh, to, to toast at midnight. So enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, I definitely enjoy New Year's when it's at like people's houses. Like I hate going downtown. I hate like one year I went to either the Sheridan or the Marriott. I spent like $50 just to walk in the door. And it's just a pain, man, to like spend all that money and just be around so many people and you can't move and it's not enjoyable, at least for me. Like I love doing the, the house uh, for New Year's. Um, so maybe that's a one on the pepper scale as we would say for our hot take. Um, yeah. But my last pick, and this is kind of, I guess is gonna be the direct competition to 4th of July. Um, this is more like, for me, it's kind of almost like the weekend that you get to, to spend doing it. Uh, Cause you usually get the Monday off for it but then you have the weekend to kind of have that three-day weekend uh so my last pick for my favorite ho holiday is memorial day yeah memorial day labor day are, are both solid uh, they're both very welcome uh mondays off on the school calendar as well so what, what what made you pick memorial day over labor day just like the official like start of summer uh 
Yeah, I, I think I, I know it's not for the 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 exact same reason. Um, but to me, they're almost like you said, they're almost like equivalent holidays, not in terms of like what they represent, but it's a three day weekend, you get a Monday off. Um, but one's in September, one's in May. So for me, like you said, it being kind of that that first official transition into the summer, almost the end of the semester for us in high school. Like, I, I just think it's a great kind of into the school year, beginning of summer, every year. Yeah. Uh, Labor Day was definitely one of the ones on my board as well. Uh, so for me, my last pick, in addition to my uh, fake holiday of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, I have another fake holiday on there also. Uh, well, which I don't need to pick, but I like the first day of school, which I know is like the nerdiest thing of all time to say. Like, but like late July, early August, like I'm just like ready to go back to school. Like I, like this quarantine, like just sitting home and not going to work for months on end is just not what I enjoy and not what I'm built for. Uh, I just enjoy feeling like a, a regular person again. It's just always so exciting. It's a lot of nervous energy. Like it's just kind of an exciting thing to happen. Yeah. But my yeah. actual, so I guess we can't count that as a real holiday either because you certainly don't get off from school for it. But my actual last pick is going to be Father's Day. So this is incredibly dumb, but ever since we got our dog, Ruzar, we celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day. And one of my most prized possessions that I have is a little card that Ruzar signed for me, like a little paw print that says, you're the best paw, like P-A-W. Uh, and I just love it. I take him to the dog park. We hang out all day. Uh, it's, you know, it means a lot to me. I was, I was not even going to think that that would not have been something that I would have put on my draft. And I'm, it, there, that's a very sentimental reason to have it as your, your favorite. Uh, all right, so to, to recap the draft, uh, I have uh, Memorial Day. I have Cinco de Mayo. I have St. Patty's Day. And I also have New Year's. And Rhodes, you have? have Thanksgiving, July 4th, Passover, and Father's Day, as we call it, Father's Day. I like it. Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. All right. So hopefully uh, we can have a, a close draft um, similar to the one we had on, on Monday. Uh, but I definitely am interested to see your unique selections and, and how that is impacted with the, the viewers. Yeah, I don't feel great about my chances of winning this. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, so for next week, get excited. We have a, we have a fun project we're going to start uh, starting on Monday. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, again, you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at marketing underscore HSHS, BRoads4 and JWill, both at WCPSS.net via email. To quote the great Canadian poet laureate Chad Kroger, this podcast is how you remind me of who I really am. Thanks for another great week. See you all next week. Bye, everybody.